0: I'm rushing kid just to be grown up, yeah,
1: rushing to a kid just to be grown up, yeah, whoever thought I'd be the greatest growing up, yeah, whoever, whoever, whoever thought, 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 thought I'd be the
2: greatest growing up, I can eat a pound in six, 64 quarters, burn up fire and drown drops of water.
1: All right, so welcome to the Rivalry Podcast. We got our man Mike Sanchez on the phone. There's been um, a trend this year, I want to say, about backup quarterbacks coming in and doing a great job. And I actually made a pick for Steve. I said, Steve, look out for backup backup quarterbacks. <laughs> for Cuba, so Cuban Panini. I gave him. I gave him picks. Oh, watch out for backup quarterbacks. It's been a huge trend. And um, then he goes and picks a, the backup for the Bengals to win the game. I think that's a good reason why he did it because I had a long conversation with him about it. And then, but it's the Bengals. But anyway, Mike's the backup quarterback. I'm going to call him uh, Big Dick Nick. He's going to lead us to the Super Bowl. So we have Mon Jets fan. Thanks for being on, Mike. We got the Cuban Panini, um, Dallas Cowboys fans, his only, his only knock on him. But otherwise, everything else about him, he's the best guy ever. So, y'all, y'all boys can go ahead and take it from there.
2: I'd just like to say that, first off, that I mean, I didn't take that pick because of you. But, and you should be happy about that because that was the game where they played Baltimore and got blown out <laughs> by, like, 50 points or whatever it was, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know that's how that pick turned out and I just took it uh I think I took it mostly because I just wanted like money and it was like a big thing and they were at home and like you know I always bet against I always bet against like the trend in like in sports but then like every once in a while there's a team that comes around that's just too hot and like Normally, you can sort of see, like, when everyone gets on team, like, it's the perfect time to go against them when they're overvalued. And Baltimore is kind of like that because everyone loves them. Lamar Jackson's playing out of his mind. And so, I was just like, okay, so it seems like I'm getting this for the best price I could be getting it at. Like, they're at home. Like, if, you ever, if they ever had a chance, it would be like – 11-and-a-half
1: point dogs, division yeah. game. Yeah, you good money I mean, line odds.
2: It you had think- nothing to do with, like, the uh, like backup quarterbacks have done unlike well this year. I don't believe in trends like that.
0: You, you you make a good point there, Steve, when it comes to the identification. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mike. Well, it's,
1: Cuba.
0: Right. it's Cuba It's <laughs> Panini. Cuban Panini. Okay. You make you, know, I, you,
2: I, don't, you don't have to call me Panini. You can call me whatever you want. Exactly. Whatever you want. I, I like Cuba. Whatever you feel I comfortable.
0: Like, I always liked Cuba. I always liked Cuba. Or the there. producer. I always like Cuba, but Cuba, you make a good point when it comes to identifying certain teams, because that's that's exactly how I was feeling about Baltimore. And the trend is always to fade them just based on the price of the stock. And I look at them similar to an Apple at the moment, you know, what it was four or five years ago. Yes, you had luxury that potentially that eight, nine out of ten times they were winning a game. But the reality was that the price of the stock was just too expensive. And yeah, that's, that, that's kind of what you say, but I do agree also with the court of the backup quarterback trend. Um, I don't know why you harp on it so much. Uh, pistol Pete. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Billy pistol, bro. <bruh>. Billy pistol. <laughs> pistol Pete. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the way I, I do most of my betting. Just sort of looking at it like, you know, Who's that? Va- like you know, who's overvalued? Who's undervalued? Like I look very little at like rosters and stuff. I probably should look more if I was more when I was more into or when I was gambling more. I looked a bit more into that stuff. But now, like I pretty much base like solely on that. It's like I, I half the time don't know who's playing. <laughs> no. like you know, like starting quarterback and stuff. No, no. yeah, Mike.
1: So th- let me let me tell you the reason I, I like backup quarterbacks as trend. I look at it like it's a baseball analogy. You get in the reliever like the, the 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 team's not really expecting they have little film on them and you know what these guys are professionals and a lot of times not having that film and being fresh as well as you know not being banged up from the entire year a lot of times that bodes well and you kind of saw that with with nick Foles and coming in in relief and and being able to win a super bowl and that's not the only backup quarterback that's won a super bowl which surprised me a it was a real big surprise to me. There was like five other backup quarterbacks that came in and won the Super Bowl. So I think it is kind of like getting that hot relief pitcher that's healthy um, in in certain cases. So I, I think there is a little bit of a trend, but then you got to kind of look at everything else. You can't just say, okay, this backup's coming in, and he's going to have success because they don't have film on him. Okay, but is the team good? You know, there's other factors, of course. So that, you know, that's the way I look at it.
0: That, that That's a good point you make there. Um, and, and, and I will give you some poll on the fact that I agree with you know, having very little film but this also leads me to a question in my head that I'll flip back to both of you because I I don't know who is going to be listening but from a betting perspective in your opinion in your experiences what would you say is the biggest variable that you look for when actually looking to initially take a bet if it isn't a trend like a backup or playing home um, so I'll turn to either of you whoever wants to start when it comes to what's the biggest value in your opinion
1: i I like i like just looking at the lines and kind of seeing what the what the masses um are looking at how that's moving or affecting the lines like you said with value so i think that baltimore has this like three-point luxury tax because of lamar jackson so every spread that i've seen i feel like it's a little high because everybody loves lamar jackson so much and they want to bet Lamar Jackson, so I always kind of see value in, in taking the points there, although it hasn't really worked out um, so much because it seems like Baltimore has been covering a lot. But I think, um, like, like I said with uh, I said to you a while ago, Mike, um, sometimes like you'll you'll lose. It'll be that thirty percent where you lose. You know what I mean? Like because you're not going to hit hundred percent of your bets, right? But if you if you work on just playing the lines and doing your best at playing the lines and not playing the teams. I think you can and you're smart about it, I think you can be in that seventy percent threshold and you cannot um stay away. You can't step away from that. Cause if you step away from that on occasion, then all of a sudden you, you start going to fifty fifty, right? So like you gotta be okay with that loss here and there because you're never gonna be a hundred percent.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. So so you to summarize your your biggest value would be how the lines move and where yeah. the public is essentially betting. Yeah. Fair enough. I like it. Cuba. Yeah,
2: I, 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 would, I would say similar. I mean, obviously, you're not going to hit 100% of your bets. Most people are lucky to hit 50. If you're hitting 50 and only losing like the 10% they give you, like, you should say you're winning. Like, you know, you should consider yourself like, um, I'm doing well. Uh, I, actually, you know what? I think the hardest thing in gambling is it's to stay disciplined. Like, I feel like people like gamble a lot. Like, everyone has the one game that they know. Like, you're watching enough and you know it and you hit it. And, like, you know, it's like, Thing and then like you just want to bet like more. And you start like betting things you're like 50 on, you know.
1: And yeah, I agree with you.
2: You're like, eh, well, you know, I sort of like this one. You know, that's good. You know, you can sort of like talk yourself into a bunch of them, but you have like the best strategy is to, is to bet like one game that you're really confident in, big, and like whether or not you hit it or not, like you know, it doesn't just matter. Stay with just,
1: that like, philosophy.
2: That, yeah, just stay with that like philosophy consistently that's life too
1: though Steve I think that's a, almost an analogy for life it's like <laughs> when you're disciplined in anything you're doing and and you don't veer away from that discipline like that's going to create success no matter what it is and also having a lot of information you know just being able to soak in all different kinds of information when like for me I, I look into FanDuel a lot deeper than I look into to gambling Mike is kind of the opposite he looks into betting and he's been sending me his picks and he's been fired because he has so much data that he crunches and that he stays disciplined with his philosophies and he does well for me, that's kind of become Vandal. And before like early in in the season, I was struggling. I wasn't hitting shit, but then I created this spreadsheet of all the top 25 fantasy players of each week. And I also put a, a spreadsheet together of what defenses struggled against what type of receivers and what type of running backs and what type of game plans, all that type of stuff. So they, the more numbers and more in, information you have to crunch, the better off you're going to be, and you're going to be able to be you know, have sustained success.
2: Yeah. How many more numbers until you can beat me in fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to need a few. Uh, to be, I how, mean, many more, Cuba, how many too. more spreadsheets? You know, how many do you need?
1: <laughs> Listen, to be fair, Cuba, to be fair, I only started using it like four weeks ago. So it was a little too a little too late, and also to, it was so random that you went five and zero with me because all your teams sticked. It's <laughs> like it's like you only cared about beating me somehow.
0: <laughs> it's the thing is the thing is it, it's counterintuitive to your argument because you're saying it was random, but the truth is that Steve was actually the one that was crunching the data. Cuba, and doing the Cuba, Cuba. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's right. I'm, I'm sitting out here. You know, I have my own. Sp- I have an intern who's looking up stats for me, you know, a little stat boy. You know,
1: having, of- I feel like Cuba actually doesn't have any of that. I feel like he just says – he's kind of similar to my girlfriend Melanie. He sees like a thug face, and he's like, that guy's starting. Man, he looks like a thug. That's the way I, I see him analyzing his fantasy.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but getting, into, getting into fantasy analysis, um, I'm, I, I'm in this, ch- this championship, and I,
1: Congratulations, I- you motherfucker.
0: <laughs> I feel like You are
1: welcome, Farron jones.
0: Well, this is a different league, but I would love I would love feedback and opinion on my flex option. So, I think my receivers and okay. my running backs are pretty set. My flex, I have the options of Perriman, who is the one I currently have in, Jamison Crowder, who did a great job for me last week. Um did, did, did the Jets cover that spread by the way? Uh um, did the Jets play last week? Baltimore? No, I'm just
1: kidding.
2: We got no. no. no you guys got raped. Yeah. Yeah. Was it was it was it twenty five and a half? Was
1: the spread thirty seven? Like I don't remember. Yeah. There,
2: there were some alternative lines offering that spread, and I, I
0: still think the people who bet it lost. But
1: I would not go Jamison Crowder, and the reason I say that, Mike, I mean, it could happen. I mean, you got to get yards somehow. Maybe you won't. I mean, it's very possible you won't get any yards. It's Pittsburgh. They have really good uh, pass defense. But um,
0: Larry I think Robbie Anderson
1: will probably be covered by Minka
0: Fitzpatrick, right? So Larry Fitz or Slayton are the other options I would have. I was leading Crowder along with you because of the same philosophy. and Crowder is, has not shown consistency all year to rely on him back-to-back weeks.
2: Another yeah. question
0: I have,
1: though, for you, Mike, oh, is is it PPR or is it standard?
0: PPR. So, Cuba, I would give me some input as well as you, as you guys churned and mull over uh, the options. So, as I said, it's Perriman, Slayton, or
2: Fitzgerald. So, it's either Perriman or Slayton, in my opinion. Hold on. Give me a second. Let me just look up there who these guys are playing. I, so I can't remember. I, ha- I have the
1: games up here. So, I have actually, so the Giants. Sanchez. Who the Giants playing? Where, where the fuck did the Giants
2: go? Sanchez. Are you a believer in uh, Arnold? Where are you at? In our lost episode last week, uh we had another Jets <laughs> fan uh was like he said he's gonna be better than Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah, he, he,
1: that was the quote. That was the quote of the century. I wish it was recorded.
0: <laughs> so it's yeah, it's, you want
2: you want that one on record It's sure.
0: it's it sounds <laughs> like you've already found your Stephen A. Smith, the
2: controversial <laughs> <laughs> um, our skip our skip he you know that that's <laughs>
1: <laughs> you skip, but uh, the Giants are playing the Redskins, Mike. I like that m- matchup for Slayton. I didn't give you my pick. So Paramid, So this is the feeling I get out of the Tampa Bay game, personally. So Parhamit's the number one receiver right now. Um, Jameis is a chucker. Okay. The only outcome I see for Jameis this year, this week is to throw four interceptions. Um, will he throw three touchdowns? Maybe, but I feel like it could be a cast of characters. I like could it could be a break touchdown, it could be a Howard touchdown. And, and and if Perriman gets in the end zone, I think it'll be a good pick, but I just see an outside chance of that not happening. I kinda like the Slate matchup better with the Redskins.
2: No, I would I would go with, with I, I I bet on like the the offense like in the overall like scheme and the more consistent but that's um, the thing they're uh,
1: down two receivers Mike yeah, Evans not, Godwin. and got like
2: yeah but that just means that like they're gonna throw to him more oh, and yeah. like and yeah exactly and you know that uh what is his name? Bruce Arians is gonna chuck it no matter like who he has. Yeah but, but for alive. sure for sure. So and Jameson's like that too and like they'll force the ball into him like they're and they're not going to, to like become a running team. Like that's not a That's not who they are. It doesn't really matter. No,
1: I agree with that. I don't disagree with that.
2: He's not one of those coaches that, like, adjusts to his players. You know, I remember when he was – when he first, like, was coaching with Arizona, he had, like – what's the name of that? Uh, I can't even remember who the quarterback was. And, like, his, like – he was, like, having him chuck bombs, you know?
1: Oh, it was probably, like, that guy from Fordham. What was his name? Uh, John Skelton.
2: Yeah, it was, like (laughs) – it was was terrible. I mean, they're actually decent that year. But, like, that's clearly, like, who they are. That's clear, yeah. and no, I agree. I would definitely go. And and like it's just the most consistent offense out of out of the three. You know, like, and, uh, yeah. And like the Jets, obviously, like they have the games where like the yeah, they have like 150 yards passing. You know, I, mean, I have a stat. Gonna, I'm exaggerating, right? but only. In the middle.
1: I have a stop, Mike, with the with the Redskins. They give well, up I'll, a I'll lot of points. 100.
2: Number one. I'll be back in two minutes.
1: All right, Mike. So, I had a stat with the Redskins. They suck against number ones. But is Slayton the number one is the question. I don't know if he's considered the number one in that offense. He's starting to become the number one. Nice. Uh, Daniel, you know, so like the Redskins struggle against number one. Perriman's probably going to have a lot more emphasis on him. But I think, like Steve mentioned, there's going to be a higher volume to Paraman. It's a question of is Perriman going to snag, you know, five out of ten targets or is he going to snag three out of ten targets? You know what I mean? I think the volume's going to be there. Um, so, you know, I think you can't really go wrong with either Slayton or Perriman, but you know how fantasy is, man. Fantasy is so annoying sometimes. Like, you, everything makes sense until it doesn't. You know what I mean?
0: It's Willie Crosspater. Who will Crosspater today is what I'm trying to... Who, 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 who's the starting quarterback? Is it going to be Eli Manning or Danny Dimes? It's Daniel Jones. Okay, I actually... I do like the Slayton matchup a little bit more than I did with thinking that Eli was a quarterback behind him.
1: Well, Slayton's a, a 4-3 guy. They got, you know, if, if Josh Norman is ever on him, that's a mismatch. Josh Norman is like a linebacker these days. He cannot run. Um, so that's, he's been struggling against fast receivers. And Slayton was a 4-3 guy. So
0: Who's the number one corner for the matchup with Perriman
1: today for Houston?
0: Jonathan Joseph. Jonathan Joseph. Yeah, he's
1: slower. And Perriman's a speed guy too. Permanent's like a four three eight guy. So all right, so let's get I past think, let's think like ahead. I said, I think you can't go wrong. Really. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong. I think both guys can end up having good games. So, I think I'm
0: definitely leaning then um, at the end of the day with Perman. So uh I'm, and and I think it's also, it's it's also because I just need to give action to the one o'clock game. And I think this goes into the discipline factor. So maybe I'll fail going again. Yeah. the advice you give. Me. I hate
1: putting early games on. I hate it. I hate putting that early game on just because, especially if I have options on Sunday night or Monday. I like to kind of see how the other team plays out. It's like I don't know if it matters really, um, but sometimes it's nice to just have all your players still available.
2: You know what's dangerous about betting the early game? I'm actually lucky this year that I'm so busy. I hardly get to like watch, but. Like, when you bet the early game and you win, then it's like, ooh, now I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm ready to go. <laughs> now you know I'm on, on a one-game game win streak. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Now you know I'm betting the night game and the afternoon game, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, ooh, yeah, exactly. Well, I got, I got, I got bullets. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're going shooting, you know.
1: <laughs> so, Houston versus, versus uh, Tampa Bay. Who do you guys like? I know Mike was telling me he liked uh, Tampa Bay. Um, in this game, and I th- what was this, what's the spread like three and a half or something like that?
0: Yeah, the spread I think the spread came out with what I was looking at was three originally. Um, I, and part of the reason I would lean with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is just purely from a spread standpoint, not even looking at analysis of the teams themselves or considering you know where they are in the stage. Uh, I just think three is a very low line, um, and I've already seen a good amount of money uh, going in on the Texans, which for me, as you mentioned before, is always a big sign. Road team, uh, tough, tough win over Tennessee last week, which is a big game for them. So it's it's, it's it, had, it has all the makings and the blueprint of a legendary game. So I would lean towards that way, but – Excited to hear your thoughts as well.
1: You, you've, bet, you've bet really well on the Houston Texans. I remember a while back, though, the London game, Jacksonville versus Houston. I bet Houston, remember that? Yeah, uh, I think you went I, I right went on that.
0: I went Jacksonville, yep.
1: Yeah, and Houston ended up winning. And I kind of see it in the same way. Personally, I, I think the Texans, first of all, they're playing for the division this game. So, like, if they win, they win the division. If they lose... Then they play for the division if Tennessee wins. So it's a huge game. It can't be a let-down game for Houston. And I just like Deshaun Watson. I don't know if they cover They might just win by one. Who knows? But I just think, you know, Deshaun Watson is going to find a way to win and will his team to victory in a big game. And I I just think he's a big game player. Um, And so I like to to bet on Deshaun Watson. I I just have trouble betting on Jameis Winston, especially late in the year with nothing to play for. He's going to throw some interceptions. I think. He'll to- throw three or four interceptions. I still think he can put up twenty eight points. You know what I mean? But I'm going. I'm going Houston. I'm not touching the spread if I go Houston. I'll go Houston money line. Where do you think Cuba?
2: I don't know. I, I think you- I think what you said is pretty like compelling. Like if I had to like choose between like the two, I, I hear what you're saying, Sanchez. But I do think it's like, and normally I would bet on a letdown game. But at the end of the year, when like divisions are up at stake, you know, I don't, I don't know how far. Well, I don't know. It's different time zones too. That's I feel like you play worse when you're when you're moving out of your time zone. Like uh, it's
1: a short, it's a short flight, Cuba. It's a short it's, flight.
2: I know. I, I'm, I'm more of the distance. Uh, I don't know. I have to. I, guess, I I think I would lean like Houston. Like I mean they are the better team, so they should win.
1: So Mike, I mean, definitely put all the money I off Tampa of right. Bay. Both of us are on Houston. I think,
2: <laughs> I think I think that's exactly the
0: conclusion I just arrived at So, Yeah.
2: If you wanna know how the masses like uh feel, like the, the the masses who are the asses, you just got it.
1: Mike, <laughs> you you just got the lock pick of the year. I think both of us should take Tampa Bay with just how just how like much emphasis we were going on? You can't no. base it on Alright. Here's, here's the
2: thing. <laughs> I I just hedged. I just hedged my my uh, my uh, reputational bet because I said play Perriman and then bet Houston. So you know I feel I feel like one of those will have to pan out more than the other. And so you know I'll be wrong about one thing, right about the other. And either way, I'm, I'll just say I was right.
1: Yeah. So there you go. That's how you hedge your your um standards you, you always you always take each side of the coin so like when you flip, flip it heads or tails like no matter what you're <laughs> right you know
2: <laughs> that's that's my kind of analysis you know heads has been been hot this year but i think tails is due
1: yeah, but I still have heads in a different league.
2: I think you're, I think you're a pussy. I think you need to lay your hands all in on one.
0: And I'm now going Perriman, and I'm now taking Tampa Bay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Unfamous, famous, game is tonight. That's it. Yeah.
1: Guys, let's, let, can we talk a little experience. bit about Eagles-Cowboys?
2: I'm, I'm actually surprised that the spread isn't bigger on, on that game, though. I feel. I mean, I guess they're five hundred. Like they sort of played themselves back into relevance, you know, or back yeah. into being like respectable. Tampa did, you know, but they were they were a couple games under at that point, right?
1: I think they've won like four straight games.
2: Yeah, like I would have expected that line to be like four or five. That's why I think I'm more betting. Like I'm more leaning towards Houston. You know, like that's another good way of like judging, like where you think uh, you think if it's a good bet. You know, if you guess the line and then it's like way off from what you think it should be like Yeah,
1: it feels uh, like you're getting uh, free points, right? Right Cuba? Yeah. yeah,
2: sort
1: of. I guess, but that's why I like the money line. I think I think uh we can all be winners here if if uh, Tampa Bay covers and loses. No. Nope. You with me Mike? Tampa
0: Bay money line. <laughs> Tampa Bay money line, I love it. That's it. That's
1: it. I like, I love the balls. <laughs> Mike's got some serious balls, man. Some some bets that he was just picking, man, like Oh man, the nuts on this guy—he's almost as big as Josh Allen's nuts. I gotta say,
2: <laughs> you gotta—you gotta bet those those. Uh, we were actually just talking about this. You gotta bet those uh, those money lines if you like the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. But yep. I mean, yeah. You get the, was,
1: you get, the you get the value.
0: It was both yeah. you gentlemen who really was was the one to put it on that on I me mean, because from a statistical standpoint, I always look to lean with the numbers being on my side, higher percentage. But the reality is is there's just sometimes just too good a value. I think one of those games um, that I sent over to Phil was – I think I know the Heat were eight, eight or nine point dogs on the road or at home to Philly, I forget. Um, on the road. Yeah, so I think that one was a good – that was a good payout. And as well, it was Houston the other day against the Clippers.
1: Yeah, on the road, both on the road, yeah. So a lot of times in the NBA, I think – Go ahead.
2: I was gonna say I almost bet the Clippers on that.
1: Almost. Yeah. In the NBA, I think road and like on the road and at home, it really doesn't matter so much, just because it matters a lot of is it back to back, like you know, is, do they have rest? How's the injuries on either side? I think there's so many games in an NBA season that you don't you rarely see a team being so dominant at home unless it's like a super great team. But when it's two great teams playing each other it's almost like a neutral court I feel like no not for
0: Milwaukee
1: (laughs) not for Milwaukee Milwaukee's been amazing this year and that's just Giannis doesn't take a night off the guy's a beast every night
2: can you actually guys I haven't like you know I've only kept a side eye on on the NBA so far I'm about to start getting into betting it a little more stay away I I just want to know like where do you guys like how do you guys see, like, the lead so far this year? You know, right now, I only, like, you know, I know, like, Mavericks are, they're pretty, like, they're pretty legit. I know LA, yeah. I know Milwaukee. I know, like, the, the teams that are, like, killing it right now, but it's, like, where's, like, the middling teams? Like, who's, like, who's possible in that discussion of, like, a... Who's the
1: up-and-up team?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I and think there's, there's several on each side of the conference. I think Houston's a team that you know can't be you, you can't like you know just assume that Houston, just because Harden and Westbrook's playoff history you can't assume that they won't be a tough out for a Clippers or a Lakers team I want to say that's that team in the west that might shake things up I don't really see many others in the west do you Mike that can can give the Clippers or Lakers a, a shot a run for their money
0: um Denver's got a good team Denver's got a good ball team that's true I like I like if I think,
1: Jokic can get in shape, man. If Jokic, I just think Jokic is out of shape. Same with Embiid.
0: Jokic, yeah, Jokic does look out of shape. But I also like I I, I like that guard Jamal Murray. I've I always have. He's big. He's long. Um, he takes it to the basket well. Uh, he's a good
1: playoff player too because he can exactly. he can get his own bucket. Yeah, but you know
2: you know what that Denver team reminds me of though. Like it feels like they have a lot of like of like pretty good players, but they do like uh, Jamal. uh Murray is good, but it's like, they don't have that, like, superstar that's going to, like, bring him there. They remind me of, like, those Atlanta teams when Bud was the coach over there. And, like, yeah. That, like, they were good, and, like, they always played well in the regular season. And they had got, and
1: got number one seeds and all that.
2: Yeah. And then, like, they would, like, you know, when it got to crunch time and they needed, like, you know, they needed something big. like They, they need
1: like, a bucket late in the game. Who, how are they going to put it in the post to Jokic when he's tired, you know?
2: Yeah, so it, just I, it just doesn't seem to work, like, in the playoffs.
1: I think they're a good regular season team. I think they're a good bet to win yeah, their division. Yeah. That's um, but I agree with you, uh, Cuba. I'm going to – in the East, like, I still – like, I'm a Sixers fan, so I'm pretty biased, although I'm not, like, you know, a lunatic Sixers fan. Like, I'm a lunatic Eagles fan. Um, I don't really care that much, like, if they win or not. I, I like the Blazers probably a little bit more at this point, being in Portland. Um, they suck, but, um, I think Philly ha- is built for, I was talking to Mike about, it. I think Philly might be built for the postseason as long as M B can get in shape because they have a lot of good defenders. I think the basket will shrink.
2: A long basketball it's team. It's a very long yeah.
1: team. They have good defenders Tobias, and they're going to be tough.
2: Tobias Harris seems like trash. Yeah. Tobias Harris Like is he, wrote- where everybody gets a max contract these days. I don't, like, I don't get that.
1: He's way, he's way overpaid, I'll tell you that, but he, he's, he's a decent I player.
2: I get that at all. I feel like he only scores when I'm not looking. <laughs> like, every time I watch a game, like, he's, like, he's, like, struggling to shoot the ball and, like, you know, it's, like, I
1: remember I put Tobias in FanDuel one day, and he was, like, 0 for 14. I was, like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, are you kidding me? 0 for 14, Tobias? I think he ended up finishing with, like, 12 FanDuel points. I was, like, give me a fucking break. But he's still. If you look at his numbers, he's averaging twenty a game.
2: That's what I'm saying. It only happens when I'm not looking. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like it waits until I, I'm not watching him, and then he's like, "Okay, now I can score." And like, no one was more surprised than me that he got that—that that he got that big contract. I'm like, you t- "Yeah, like, Tobias Harris, like yeah. that—the guy who doesn't score, like I the guy." Like, I mean, the
1: NBA has ridiculous contracts.
2: It's got to be a new Tobias Harris in the league. So yeah, exactly. to <laughs> I got. <laughs> I got to some kid like out of high school, or free agent
1: like, Tobias like, Harris the the third that yeah, nobody.
2: So like a <laughs> European, <like>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Tobias could be a European name for sure. I mean, it could it could have been that some Euro guy that came from the Spanish league. You know. Yeah. Like, remember that guy, uh, what was his name, Neil, the guy, Lorenzo Neal, was it? No, that that's the fullback.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that, was, <laughs> that was you. That was your alter ego in high school. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but there was a Neal. You know who I'm talking about, Mike, on the Spurs? <laughs> that
2: was Lorenzo Neal. He put on Thomas's jersey and thought he could, uh, <laughs> he <was> there. <laughs> it's, clearly it stuck with you, Phil.
1: <laughs> Lorenzo Neal, to be fair, only had about a carry a game, and I was having like twenty-five to thirty carries a game. So, come on.
2: I'm just saying they, they look like Lorenzo Neal. Right? <laughs> sure, well, like Lorenzo, I have the I have sure the same nose. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I have that same nose, Lorenzo Neal nose. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: but I don't. I do not uh, know who uh, you're uh. talking about when it comes to. Um...
1: There was this Spurs guy that he was. He played in Europe, and um, he came in as like a twenty-seven-year-old rookie. (laughs) Yeah, he came in as like a twenty-seven-year-old rookie. It was good. He was really good for a stretch.
2: Not Patty Mills.
0: No, no. Like Bradley Beal.
1: No, (laughs) that's you're thinking of Bradley Beal. (laughs) No, 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 no.
0: I think it was number
2: fourteen on the Spurs. Well, that's amazing that you
1: can recall the number.
2: <laughs> Who's the uh the Italian guy that's like the like the fake mono Ginobili Bellinelli? Bellinelli. Yeah. <laughs> Him? Is that what you're talking about?
1: <laughs> no, no. It is I know his name is Neil. I could tell you that Gary for sure. Neal.
2: Gary
0: Neal.
1: Gary yeah. Neil. There it is. Gary
0: Neal, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, Bradley, you know. <laughs> so
1: that's like the Tobias Harris. That's the Tobias Harris guy. Like you know what I mean? Like some guy that came from Europe twenty <laughs> seven year old rookie. That must be the guy that got the contract.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, took, it took you a while to get to that joke. <laughs> we
0: had to look up <laughs> so I'm going well, to share my screen. You guys should see it. Just to clarify, he did wear number 14 for the Spurs. Yeah. Amazing. That's,
1: good. <laughs> that's, that's impressive, good man. Oh,
2: yeah, this that's is actually impressive. awesome that you can pull up shit like that.
0: Oh yeah, it's a, that's a, yeah, like, this is, you show it like, to do it with clients and shit, to show demos and stuff, and it shows you guys here. <laughs> if I to, oh shit, wow, that's wild. Yeah.
2: Do you show your clients uh, Gary Neal posters? <laughs> no, but
0: you actually want to hear something really funny. Um, yeah. You can edit this part out though. Actually, really, you know, we're, 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 we're not
1: editing shit out.
0: Um, <laughs> I actually was in a client meeting one time though. Um, I won't say if it was for this company, the one I was working previously or any other one beforehand. Um, But we were going through a demonstration of of the services, and um, it was about four of us on that call, and one of the gentlemen who happened to be sharing screens also happened to have his WhatsApp on the the screen, and as he pulled down the the demonstration, just a huge pair of tits. Uh, There was about a pause of Two seconds
2: silence, and everybody <laughs> started laughing hysterically. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny! That's I bet you that all the time. Like, I mean, happens <laughs> to me because like I'm in a bunch of group chats, and like you know, sometimes they'll send something. Like the other day, somebody sent me the funniest one that I pulled open in public. It was, it was like this woman just like sitting after getting like cream pied, <laughs> just like, just there, like you know, like drip, like everything dripping out, and then it was like. 2009 and then it was like 2019 I was a little kid. <laughs> it was so dumb. It was hey, you like,
1: but the worst guy thing guy. that's ever happened to me was when I butt dialed xvideos.com and I started hearing emoting coming from my pants <laughs> <laughs> while I was with the client. Good thing my client was cool. I was like I don't know what the fuck this is. Turned it off really quickly but <laughs>
0: didn't know what
1: it was <laughs> <laughs> well for sure he was he was busting my balls about it. he's like what did you forget to take the port off your phone he
0: was busting your balls <laughs> off of it <laughs> wow that's nice of- that's, a, that's a really close client <laughs> well you don't know our
1: relationship we have a really close relationship so great client <laughs> anyway let's get back on topic boys oh, wait, let's one
2: more thing one more thing. Did you see that, uh, Sanchez? Did you see this? Because I think you would appreciate it. Did you see uh, uh, Adam Sandler's like hoop game? Like they like ESPN just put out like a video of him like. Oh, dude! Amazing, like, uh, amazing, amazing. amazing. <laughs> He's amazing.
1: got that. Old he should be name in the like NBA. It.
2: <laughs> you know, I wouldn't go, go that far. But... <laughs> yeah. He could be a role player. <laughs> He's definitely got that like old man game down to a T. All like hesitation, Ooh. like dribbles, and like little sneaky. Oh, he to...
1: definitely, he definitely uh, double dribbles like six times per dribble. Yeah, so. I mean,
2: like...
1: <laughs> Actually, <laughs> he holds that ball up for a while.
2: It was great.
0: Guys. Nobody has
1: the guts to call a uh, travel on him.
0: So, speaking <laughs> of, I uh, mean, Philly Pistol. Speaking of your idea, um, you should watch the movie Uncut Gems.
1: Uh, I'm watching yeah. it. I already have tickets for it. It's kind of similar, right?
0: Yeah. Sances, you saw it? I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I fucking have this little cheat thing that you guys need to get that I stream everything on. It, it literally just kind of has everything. So how was it?
1: Uh, I I loved it. Yeah. Don't don't, tell, know, uh, don't give me spoilers though, cause I'm I already have tickets for Christmas Day. I'm watching it.
0: I loved it. I loved it. I, I I'm see. excited for it. It's great. Yeah, yeah, I'm
1: excited for it. KG's in it. I listened to the, the Bill Simmons podcast, and they had KG and Adam Sandler on it, they, and it was a pretty funny podcast listening to those guys.
0: They bring up a very good point in, in the movie, and it's not a spoiler, but Philly Pistol. I think it's relevant to our show, and it's relevant to you. What is it with you know Jewish guys in basketball? what is it All a whole jewish men to just love the sport of basketball
1: you ever see you ever see the stewie griffin photo where he like goes into the into the school for the first the jewish school for the first time and he kicks a ball and then he gets a trophy of him kicking the ball um maybe it has some relevance to jews thinking you know first of all jews Really like black people, okay? That's a real thing. They they live in the same neighborhoods. You'll see Hasidics and you'll see Jews. Are we just
0: gonna ignore. You'll your Ste- see blacks. Your, your Stewie Griffin comment, because like yeah,
1: I, just I, like, I, let's I,
2: ignore. that.
1: analogy, man.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> like- uh, actually, uh, Sanchez, if you heard my silence, it was me thinking about that. <laughs> uh, you know. Anyway. I don't, I don't- I don't know, like they'll hop on something right away and let's see like make sure make sure you're not you're not missing something first before you say someone's I, I I quickly
1: I quickly pivoted out of that comment because it, it wasn't going anywhere. But um <laughs> the Jews like like black people. It's it's a real thing. I don't know what it is and there's a lot of black people in basketball. That's that's my uh are there a lot <laughs> the of black
2: Jews there's there's Lenny Kravitz there's those guys that shot up the mall in New Jersey. Whoa <laughs> that got real quick those guys were they were black israelites really you seen, yeah, you ever seen those guys? They're like actually those guys hate Jewish people
1: like like in town, like have I seen these guys?
2: uh they're like on like the streets in New York City, they're usually like you know yelling about how uh Jewish people are like the devil, and like they're real Jews
1: are they in jail for shooting up the mall? I'm just confused.
2: No, they, they let him walk on that. They gave them a warning. They,
1: they, they leave him society <laughs> to talk about that.
2: They, got they gave him a warning. Jersey is pretty densely populated. They said, okay, population control, we appreciate it, but don't do it again.
1: Isn't that really what's going on, though? I feel like that, you know, I think people are, are doctors are saying that you're not sick and you're fine I, I just so you can kill off more of the population.
2: You know what? I'm gonna just uh I'm gonna pivot it back to where we're where we're talking about. I don't want you <laughs> I feel, you know, Phil. I think we're getting you into some dicey territory.
1: <laughs> conspiracy theories.
2: Yeah. yeah, you, you more so than you're killing us. Yeah, you know, your whole Jewish people love black people theory. You know, some people, I don't know, they might look at that. Now you're getting to Oh, we're gonna
1: have to edit that out because I thought that was a juicy, juicy point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, we definitely have to edit that. Out. It's not PC. I- uh,
1: point. <laughs> oh, damn. Are we going to have to edit, like, a whole 10-minute
2: block because of this? <laughs> I think just here. I think, well, it's fine. We'll leave it. You know, this Can be- we start
1: talking about how black quarterbacks don't win the Super Bowl? Or is that no, is that too... Now we're end down.
2: No, but
0: you know what's going to happen is, is that this, 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 Lamar this is going to blow up. They're, this is going to blow up, and they're going to go find this first recording of us and be like, look at
2: these assholes. <laughs> 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 well, I guess, yeah. I, I feel confident saying it's mostly phil <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll, yeah I, i'll I'll get tarnished for knowing him you know it's like guilt by association <laughs> but the
1: problem is listen people don't understand brazilians are not racist because they're able to be very racist and everybody's okay with it it's like it's a truth. it's a true thing in brazil like in Brazil you call people what they are if you're really black you call them really black if you're really fat you call them really fat if you're really skinny you call them really skinny if they're bald you call them bald if yeah. they're poor you call them poor it's just how it is it's just our culture and nobody takes offense to it
2: I, no. yeah I'm- I get what you're saying. You're saying like, you know, they're like little children. You can't really expect too much from them, you know. They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know it's not proper to t- go up to a fat person and say, hey, you're fat.
1: Well, to put it, they put, put it nicely. Like Gordino. Like, like Mike, Mike, you get it. You're Colombian. You get it. Like, you call him like Gordito. You know what I mean? Like, Magrilo. Magrito.
0: One thing you're forgetting here is that, you know, it's very nice weather. There are a lot of beaches. And when somebody's in the middle of the winter very grumpy and you're calling them fat, you're like, they're going to get offended. They're going to get offended. <laughs> <laughs> they just have more reasons. Well, at least in nice angry. weather,
1: I could sweat a lot and be and be nasty fat. <laughs> oh, God, we're going to have to edit that too. Anyway, um, we should just keep everything, I'd say. Just just go with that.
2: Do you but- still base your- Sanchez, do you still pay- base your picks off of this uh- – off of the uh, – or, like, some of your picks off of the ESPN stuff just to, like, kind of see where the – because okay. I remember back in the day I used to do, like, the – if it was under, like, a certain percentage, like, you would – That's uh,
0: exactly – that's still the first thing I do. Why did I bet – let's let's look at it yesterday. This is – this is the first – this is essentially, like, the first tier that I run through always. Um, but, look, why did I bet – one of the big reasons I bet um, – you asked me yesterday, Phil, Sacramento Kings – and going yeah. back, let's say if I go back to going back to the Thursday game in the two earlier picks of the say Sixers and the Rockets. So yeah, ten percent were on the Rockets. So I loved it. I loved it, and I know they won the first matchup. And I think I think it was Wednesday was the 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 Sixers game.
2: Right. Just so people at home know it's. They're looking at fantasy.esbn or their um, streak for the cash. You see the percentages people
1: bet. Oh, right. Okay, that's what you look at. Right. So I I like that um, strategy when it comes to, like, individual bets. But when you start stacking them and parlaying them, I think that's where you can get hurt. You know what I mean? Because, like, even in streak for the cash, like, you'll see a 90% team win on occasion and, like, probably on a good occasion. So it's like you can't you can't stack them, but you can definitely look at it as one of like the points of emphasis. Would you, would,
0: would, right? But Speaking on it, uh, on that strategy that you're touching on is, is stacking heavy favorites. Cause I have, and you're going to love this cause I have my conspiracy theory of this specific application. Oh, <laughs> now this
2: is now I, I, I think it's, it's now it, getting into, into the pistols lane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. And, and keep it coming. And, and
0: Obviously, I think the main purpose of this, this application is very simple, very straightforward. They're trying to draw viewers to these basketball games. If, if people have a monetary investment that's free, this essentially draws viewers because um, they, they do give out money every month. Now, mm-hmm. right. what right. I'm stacking, though, is what I think is weird at times, for example, is the Miami Heat game that night was being offered on streak for the cash. But as we talked about it, the Miami Heat were an eight-point dog. And on the road. On the road. But that game was still being offered. And there are some times where if it's a seven point favorite, it won't be offered here, but that team will be home and they'll be playing against like the Sacramento Kings, for example.
1: So what are I always ones? felt like they offered at like all the times they offered 10 point underdogs as just flat out winners all the time. Nope. No? no.
0: Nope. Not always. The look, so look, there, there are trends that I see with the application is that in the beginning of the month, when there is still a lot of time left and still a lot of people are fucking up. They'll offer every single game about midway through the month, about the 15th to the 16th, when they know that the payout is going to be coming for specific winners who have had that high target, they begin to limit the amount of games they offer because they don't want to offer as easy pick games. So this is where I use it more in the first 15 days of the month. Going back to your question, Steve, I don't use it as much because of that fact where they just want to draw viewers to every game. They don't care about, at the beginning of the month, giving away free wins, in my opinion. Right,
1: because you got to get to 30 wins or whatever it is.
0: As the month progresses, it shortens up, and that's when I begin to use this a little bit more. So if I were to take a
2: look, for example, I think I showed you a stack. I, I don't think that's mysterious to That just sounds like good, smart business. Like, you know, because if someone gets the 10, they're way more invested. Like, if you keep losing at one, you can't ever get off like the docks. You know what I mean? Like, get yeah. them a few easy wins, get some easy like underdogs. Like, you know, Baltimore versus yeah. Cincinnati. Who do you, who do you got? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cincinnati, apparently. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but, the yeah, only, but, yeah, I get what you're saying. It makes sense. The only it does time, make sense.
0: The only time they'll offer dogs let's say of 15 points or 12 points if it does happen is when the game is being broadcasted specifically on one of espn's main channels
1: okay i didn't realize that that's interesting good info good insight i like that for our gambling listeners
2: that's a good i think uh we might have started to wrap it up though i starting to get into my day here sorry it took uh or
1: Cuba you can you can get off Mike and I can finish up we want to kind of talk about the picks a little bit you don't want to give any tidbit on uh the Cowboys Eagles not just one word on it
2: <laughs> all right I'll, I'll I'll quickly give my summation of of that uh the Eagles are are dog shit but you know the Cowboys <laughs> the Cowboys <laughs> uh, can lose to anybody
1: are equally a dumpster fire Yeah, listen no, the Cowboys no, have, have, a better, have a better they roster. have a better roster but they're 7-7 and seven. they're both 7-7 seven and seven. you're on the road at a division rival you know what I mean like it's I hate when fucking Cowboys fans are like oh the Eagles are dog shit we have the fucking same record as you like you know what I mean like just fucking enough with that shit if we're dog shit where the fuck are you
2: whoever like do you ever see me like pumping up the cowboys
1: no but i mean just i, like, I agree that the like, eagles are dog shit but i just think the cowboys are too
2: yeah i mean but slightly less dog shit like you're wet dog shit like we're just dog shit. <laughs> but the thing is
1: we've beaten teams that you guys haven't we've beaten the but, but bears but we, we beat, beat you, the bills but
2: we, but we beat you
1: yeah, at home on a primetime game when we fumbled we, twice we, in our territory, like in the first two
2: possessions. We beat you. We beat you by thirty points. That's not. That's hard. We enough. fumbled
1: the first two possessions be, be,
2: still, below our twenty yard line. Doesn't happen a lot. You don't beat a lot of teams by thirty points. That's like you're pretty. It was by
1: twenty points. It was like twenty. It was thirty-one to ten or whatever.
2: I thought it was so, thirty-seven
1: ten. Yeah, maybe so seven, 27 points. Yeah, you killed us. But that's it's another reason. Good. That's another reason that, like, I.
2: Seven. i mean the, the record is the record like you know in a game that's only 16 that like affect a win or a loss to say that so like, let's just say this okay
1: like, i agree going into the game the cowboys
2: Uh, I mean, who was the better? I mean, I would say like, where I would say that wouldn't change. Like, you know, you had the better season. I wouldn't say that changes like who really is the better team. Like, I don't think I'm, I do not look at one. Like this is, I, this is why I call you a goldfish. Cause like you look at like, sometimes you get like too focused on like the one little thing you have to step out and look at the big picture, like big picture. I like, that's what I'm saying. I think we're the better. Let's team.
1: look at the big picture between the Eagles and Cowboys the last 10 years. Like, that's not, you want to that's talk about big picture.
2: Oh, yeah. Like Listen,
1: well, I know, but you want to say big picture. The big picture is the Eagles are the better organization. That's like, that's and that's they consistently fucking – Cowboys,
2: fucking Cowboys Calm – yeah, calm your tits. Like, the – like, your tits. Yeah, looking at the Tony Romo versus, uh, you know, Quincy Carter. Uh, I mean, a big, Quincy Carter versus Donovan McNabb is not relevant to, like, this game. Quincy you know, Carter was I mean, also on the Jets. No, oh, legend. Uh, (laughs) i'm just saying that's like it wouldn't like affect my opinion like too much of who's a better like like team like the outcome of this one of one game you know you guys could have the better season like for sure that that's not i'm not denying it i think but i do think the cowboys will win i mean because i do think we're the better team i
1: think the cowboys will win too and everybody i hear and all a lot of the analysts think that the cowboys will win and and Hearing you guys think that the Cowboys will win, and, and me as an Eagles fan thinking the Cowboys will win, it's like it actually makes me feel a little bit better about our chances. You know what I
2: mean? <laughs> I mean, it's not—it's uh, not an overwhelming. Like, it's definitely not like I uh, overwhelming. Like, I think there's no chance you win. Like, obviously, you're yeah. at home, big thing. And the Cowboys. This is why I never bet the Cowboys. They're like they're always the worst bet. They're like yeah. they're consistently like our like, hasn't done shit like in 20 years. Like really, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that's constantly underperforming. They're always like valued, like they're the Patriots. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, weird.
1: Like, like they have a tax, just like the Baltimore Ravens have a tax. Like they they always give them like extra points.
2: Permanent cowboy tax because of, it's, it's yeah. the worst. Because it's the, the worst. Like, the asses. Yeah, and I've i only been able to bet on my team like three or four times. Like <laughs> like I seriously like I just can't bet them. Like not a- every
1: time I bet on the Eagles, they lose every single time.
2: I, I, I just don't time. bet him because I don't like the bets like you know no one was the saying value. Me, like you know bet the bills on Thanksgiving so the, yeah. like, still
0: doing that with your nose I love it <laughs> hey, nice to meet you
2: <laughs> 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 alright Cuba
1: we'll let you go on that note you appreciate you, your input you import.
2: can't you can't see it but off camera he's scratching his nuts and putting it in Chex <laughs> Mix right now that he's eating <laughs>
1: He's also eating his boogers right, right now.
2: <laughs> she wants my day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. All right. Uh, yeah, great times. Great times. All right, guys. Cuba signing out. Yeah, Thanks, I mean, buddy. Have a good one. Yeah, this is Thanks, buddy. You know, good this job is, by you. This, this will be a nice, legit thing, and it might be easier. Uh, but all right, I'll see you yeah, guys. Zoom's good job by you. Yeah, Zoom's
0: like a multi-million dollar company. They've received like three, four rounds of funding. So it's a pretty Yeah, tough
2: so uh, everybody, pre-advertisement for Zoom, get it. It's good. It's easier. Uh, <laughs> that's our, we're sponsored now. Yeah, uh, we're yeah. Sponsored by Zoom. <laughs> yeah.
1: going to get a, by Zoom.
2: We're going to get a
0: season disease
2: real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> peace out, quickly. All right, peace, guys.
1: Michael. You want to play guess the lines?
0: Um, no. Let's let let's go into let's let's go into my fantasy lineup. I would love your opinion, man.
1: All right, let's do it.
0: Um, I am playing. This is a team that I do not know how I got to the championship with. I got my little Thanos logo. Let me share my screen with you.
2: Hold
1: on. Okay. All right. Pinch out to make it bigger. Got it. Okay. Apuesta y gana pensado. Bondo de- okay, there you go.
0: They get no bonuses. They're not worth it here in in
1: beautiful Medellin, Colombia. All right. I can tell you wh- why you're in the final, Mike. His name is Lamar Jackson.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, but like the team is the team. Like it just it just depleted on me, man. Josh Jacobs just went out. Look at this. My first pick was David Johnson, who I already dropped. Ooh, this is – tell me would you – this is why I wanted your opinion. What Greg you, Ward. What, what do you think of the chances that my man makes it into the end zone today? Cause I Greg would, Ward. would, I would start him over Jamison Crowder.
1: Tomorrow, you mean? Tomorrow. Um, I, I'm heavy on Zach Ertz, I think. You know, he's been, he's been trending. I think he's probably going to get the goal line looks. Um, it seemed like to me, you know, watching Greg Ward, I like him. I think he's going to be a guy that can get five receptions for 60 yards, right? Um, the question is, does he get into the end zone, right? So <clears throat> I just think that, I mean, if it's PPR, you can, you can get some value out of him because he's going to get some targets. We don't have any other wide receivers. I think Nelson Aguilar might be coming back, which could take some targets away.
0: That's what I was going to ask you on because a big factor on him was if, if Nelson Aguilar plays. So I guess it would be a game-time decision, but also something fact yeah. to factor into the decision would be the fact that they do have Robbie Anderson in the starting lineup. So to go to, to, to go with two jet receivers. Oh, no, never. Against <laughs> good Brett. So,
1: yeah. I would not start Robbie Anderson and, and, and instead of Crowder. I think Crowder's in PPR, you get a lot more value. I think you get Mika Fitzpatrick kind of on Robbie Anderson because he's the outside receiver, right? Mika
0: moves, um, moves around a lot, though.
1: Does Mika play in the slot?
0: Mika plays as a safety.
1: Yeah, so I don't, I, I don't like Robbie. I like Jameson better. That's my opinion on that. I, um,
0: I agree with that. So I put Greg Ward in also as well. What killed me this, what kill me this week is losing Josh Jacobs and Godwin going into the semifinals.
1: Why aren't you playing Juju Smith Schuster?
0: Is the question? Because he's. Are you, would you like to look at Smith Schuster's numbers this year?
1: Yeah, but he's been hurt. I, I think it's the Jets' defense. The Jets' defense don't don't really have much success against number ones, do they?
0: I mean, no. But I just I think the quarterback play is more the reason why I've stayed away from them.
1: Yeah, I guess you got you got Duck Hodges throwing his way. Um, <clears throat> so you go Wilson with Juju. Oh. I would personally go with Juju over Greg Ward, but I don't want. To- yeah, Greg Ward, I think he's going to get some volume. I think he'll get like six, seven targets. I just don't think he's going to get in the end zone, personally. Yeah, I so think that's, that,
0: yeah that, that's my quick question. Like if, if, I if, think it'll
1: be Miles Sanders, Zach Ertz, um, maybe Dallas Goddard. You know what I mean? I think those will be the guys that score the touchdowns. You know, and I'll probably be wrong. So uh, I like Greg Ward. I like him. I think he's a good player. I think he he's shown to be like you know, Carson Wentz sees him to be a guy who can make a play for him and he's shown to be a guy that can make a play. He made the biggest play of the year last last week. So yeah, it was a good catch, yeah. um, they're g you know, they're they're getting confidence in him and I and I think he's he's uh he's a guy that you could depend on to get the targets. It's just is he gonna find the end zone on back to back weeks when before prior to that he's never had a career touchdown, right? So that's, yeah, it's that's
0: tough to. These are all trends that I looked at as well. The first TD, you know,
1: in uh, his career.
0: Yep, yep, yep.
1: So <clears throat> I'll, I'll stay away from him if you're if you're taking touchdown. What?
0: What do you think about this matchup overall? What's your prediction here for me? Because I, I agree with you. I made the change. I, I'm putting let's let's go with Juju because I, I, I agree also with the the, the Robbie Anderson analysis. Um, yeah. It does have more value in PPR, and and if I'm gonna go for the win. Uh, I'm going to need to do something special here. I can't be relying on Greg Ward, who, as you just mentioned, got his first fucking TD. Juju podcast. has
1: more upside, I think. <clears throat> I think he's in, it's like kind of like a do factor almost. Okay, like, let me get right. The Pittsburgh Steelers need to make the division, and this is a good time for the Pittsburgh Steelers to get a little bit right on offense playing the Jets. Yeah, and right? I, always so, feel like,
0: I always feel like, too, there's a trend that I like. In, you see it more when players are traded to a new team. You could see the offensive yeah. coordinators wanting to give them the ball and get the ball to the <clears> offense <throat> right away. So I'm right. hoping with Juju coming back off that injury, um, they're going to be feeding him the ball.
1: Um, yeah, so. he was back last week, though, right? I, I think he's just kind of working his way back. So I think he seems like he he didn't have a questionable um, on his name, right?
0: <clears throat> nope, nope, nope. He's good now.
1: So it seems like he's he's back and healthy. So I would go. You know, depend on that guy that you. Probably a lot of guys took top 10 almost, right? Um, yeah. top, top 15 at least. Top 20, definitely. So, Juju
0: was my second-round pick. David Johnson was my first one. So clearly those two have not worked out. You've got to
1: rely on the guys you pick early, you know what I mean, late in the year, that, if they're healthy. Yeah, obviously circumstances change when you, you lose Ben Roethlisberger, but he's still a good player, you know what I mean? He's a better player than all the other guys, and that's why I go Juju um, on me. that. You sold
0: me. But I think the only reason right. I'm in this semifinal by chance is just because of the later round picks and DJ Moore, Lamar Jackson, uh, Leonard yeah Josh Jacobs. DJ uh, Moore's been
1: fire. He's been fire recently. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But, okay. I, I think you got a shot. Let me look at the, who are the other guys. Let me yeah, see the say. other team.
0: Yeah, I was going to say what you're going to look at. the My bench, I think we got my bench cleared up here, right? Yeah. Or Juju yeah, and Jameson. This is what the match who is. You, He's who I'm going up against is on the right.
1: Oh, I can't see. I can't see to the right. The players. I can just see that the, the team. The team they're playing. Oh, what do you? What do you look at?
0: No, no. This, this guy right here. Here. This part. Of the oh, okay.
1: Screen. I had to scroll. I had to scroll. Okay. Oh, true, true, true. So, Jameis, I I'd, I'd like him to have a bad game personally, <laughs> but you're all in on him. So, I, I think you're hedging your your fantasy final on on Jameis's performance, yeah. <laughs> is what you're doing. Um. I, I don't like him to have the 19.7. I feel like he's going to throw three picks or four picks. But who knows? Um, Alvin Kamara, he's been due all year long. hes He sucks. <laughs> he just is not a good fantasy player anymore. I mean, it's PPR, though, so he's going to get some receptions. Nick Chubb's been good, but Baltimore's a revenge game. Hopefully it's a blowout, so I'll be optimistic for you there. Will Fuller, Fuller is boomer bust, as always. Uh, from the analysis that I saw, I liked Hopkins a lot in that matchup. Um, based on my Fanduel analysis, so I have I didn't really put Will Fuller in much in in any of the Fanduels. So I think you're good there. DK Metcalf haven't looked at the Sunday matchups too much against. He's got Patrick three guys Thieves. in this
0: game at one o'clock. He's got Jameis Winston, OJ Howard, and Will Fuller. I just noticed. So this is where Winston's- yeah, this- he's gonna have a big exactly.
1: Game it's going you're gonna know kind of what's gonna happen really early on, which is good or bad. So um, O. J. Howard, garbage. I was looking Houston against tight ends. No reason to put him in. But at the end of the day, he's he only he doesn't have Mike Hatt, Evans or Godwin, so I think that's his thought process there. It's like who else he's gonna throw to. But uh, the tight ends matchup against Houston is not very good actually. So
0: Yeah, actually I do uh, recognize seeing stats like that. Ugh, brutal. Yeah. I wish I had Godwin. Godwin's the one that really, you know, left the. Houston
1: hole. is terrible against good number ones. Good number ones, terrible. Like if you if you if Houston plays a Keenan Allen or Julio Jones or, or you know, AJ Brown or like a real like a good player, they fucking get smoked every time. But I don't. That's why I wasn't like so hot on Perriman was because that was the analysis that I saw. Houston struggles against good number ones, average number one,
0: number one, yeah.
1: He's not a true number one. And, like, you know what? They're going to definitely try to to lock him down. But at the end of the day, James is going to keep slinging. So you can still get in the end zone. Um, Kenny Galladay, I I think he's been a a really good player to have in in all, like, the FanDuel million-dollar lineups. I think he's been in, like, four or five million-dollar lineups. He's had big games. But Blau has looked pretty bad. Denver, I think, is starting to shape up. I can see Denver winning that game pretty handily. Uh <clears throat> so, I like your chance. Patriots defense at Buffalo. I think it'll be low scoring, but you know they could probably get a few turnovers there they can maybe score 16 points or something. So yeah, I think I think'll I'll pick for you to win bro.
0: I love it I love I love the ball of confidence. I love the board of confidence. I need Montgomery to do something for me. I think he could be a big X factor. He hasn't done it any year, but he's playing against a weak.
1: Uh, worst, uh, one of the worst run defenses um, in KC. But the question is, is it going to get out of hand quickly? If it gets out of hand quickly, then, then David Montgomery is in going to
0: because,
1: yep. Yeah, he goes to the bench. Tariq Cohen's the third down back. So, that's the only issue there. It's yep. The only issue there. But you don't have much other option there. Yeah. So, it's unfortunate. But... Hopefully he gets in the end zone early. That's what you want. You want him to get in the end zone early, so that way Chicago stays in the game enough, uh, long enough for him to be impactful. Yeah, and Leo Fournette at Atlanta. <sighs> I don't really love your running backs, but I like your receivers. I like your tight end. I like your quarterback, obviously. Um, so, and I, I kind of don't like his matchups. I don't like his matchups. I don't like Some of his players. Yeah, he got very
0: tough matchups today. He's got tough. He's going
1: all in on these one o'clock games. I spent about three hours analyzing the one o'clock games yesterday. I have a bunch of notes on here, and I'll tell you who my FanDuel picks were. So, let me let me tell you my FanDuel labs. They don't include any of his guys. So, here are the guys that are going to do well today, and this is all based off of all the information I crunched. I got Deshaun Watson. Ryan Mostert, Todd Gurley, Cooper Cup, DeAndre Hopkins, Cole Beasley, Aikens, the tight end for Houston, Sony Michelle—believe it or not—and Houston Texans defense because of the Tampa Bay being Did struggling I be and then
0: Sony Michelle against Benden.
1: So I liked Michelle just for the v- value and the amount of money that I had left over. I like him to get in the end zone one time. Um, the, what I saw from Buffalo is they struggle against bigger backs. Um, they struggled against Jordan Howard. They struggled against, um, who else was it? I have, let me get this document up because I have it here. He, he struggled against somebody else. So let me find the New England Patriots. Where are they? Cause I have all the, the teams here and who they've struggled against. So, Pats have struggled against slot receivers. Okay. They've struggled against that's why I have Cole Beasley. They struggled against Golden Tate. Zach Ertz is kind of like a slot. They struggle against Randall Cobb, who's kind of a slot. They struggle against Kenny Stills, who's this kind of a slot. Okay, that was the pass defense though. Where's the run, D? Okay, so the Bills oh I'm sorry. sorry. I'm I'm wrong about the big backs. Oh no, no, the Bills have struggled against big backs. That's what I what needs to be true. So Jordan yeah. Howard had 20 yeah. Jordan Howard had 23 carries for 96 yards and a touchdown. Adrian Peterson had 18 carries for 108 yards. Nick Chubb, another big strong back, 20 for 116. So that's why I kind of like Sony Michel to get in the end zone. And I looked at his previous game against the Bills. He I think he had 20 carries for like 60 something yards. And you know, he hasn't been great all year, but if he gets 20 carries again this game with the Pats being at home, I think he gets in the end zone.
0: But that Bills game was earlier in the year where Sony Michelle had more command of the backfield also.
1: Yeah, and James White has started to come on. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's a cold-weather game. It's like I don't think they see James, James White as that, like, guy that can pound it in the cold. I think they still see Michelle as that guy. I think they got to go back to being a little bit old school and, and running the ball in this game and it's going to be a, a, a clock possession type of game. I think it's going to be low scoring. Um, so you would hope – if you don't have anybody better of an option, I think that you have the right to hope for a Sonny Michelle touchdown.
0: Fair point. One thing that I think is curious, you know, because you know, I'm going to have to hop off um, in the next five minutes. Um, one last point about your fantasy lineup that I wanted to touch on was uh, interesting that you took two players – on the Rams who are playing what is one of the best defenses in the NFL. So, who
1: want to walk us through that thought process? Okay. So, the Rams are playing the Niners. Okay. The Niners have struggled against the number two, Godwin, three for 53 and a touchdown. Tyler Boyd, number one, 10 for 122. Juju Smith-Schuster, three for 81. Christian McCaffrey, 117 plus 38 receiving yards and a touchdown. Kenyon Drake, 110, 52 and a touchdown. Hollister, 862 and a touchdown. Mike Thomas, 11, 134 and a touchdown. So basically what that shows me is that they do struggle against the best weapon on whatever team. So I had Cooper Cup as the best weapon. The run defense, like you saw, Christian Christian McCaffrey, 117 for 38. Uh Todd Gurley, Drake, 110, 52 in a touchdown. So 162 yards in touchdown for Kenny Drake. Almost the same for Christian McCaffrey. Um, I see Todd Gurley used similarly as those guys. He ca- catches some balls out of the backfield. And a lot of it in FanDuel is like, what can you get out of value um, with the remaining amount of budget you have? So for me, Todd Gurley doesn't have to go for 30 points. He might have to go for 18. You know what I mean? Cooper Cup... They've struggled against the number one receivers. They haven't done that great. I think that game is going to be um, – and San Francisco's D has not been very good recently too, if you look at the recent games.
0: They struggled just, against Julio
1: Jones, right? Yeah. No, no. But
0: yeah, Julio, um, Julio was due to have a day just because of the fact that Calvin Ridley, you know, was on injury reserve. and Right,
1: um, right. He was just coming back off from the injury. So he saved me. You know, but I look at Godwin – so, Mike, I look at Godwin. I look at Boyd and I look at Mike Thomas, and I kind of like Cup to be filled into that equation. You know what I mean? Because they're dependable number one receivers, right? So that's why I have Cup, uh, Todd Gurley, as I mentioned, C-Mac, Drake, kind of like a comparison, like maybe he can get in the end zone. I don't see the Rams winning, but I see they can score three touchdowns in this game, and I think it could come from those guys. That's why I have those two guys. And that's only in one of the lineups. Uh, The other lineups, I'm heavy Niners. I got Garoppolo, Mostert, Debo Samuel, um, Duke Duke Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, Julian Edelman. uh, Bills have struggled against slot guys. And Tyler Higby, which is – that's kind of like my guy that – okay, the Hollister comparison, right? Hollister had a good game. Higby's kind of a similar type player. So, like, I mix and match. You can't have all the guys, right? So, sometimes you have to say, okay, who are the guys that have a chance to have a good game against the Niners. And the three guys that I saw are Todd Gurley, Cooper Cup, and, and Tyler Hickman. So could it be Robert Woods? Sure. You know what I mean? I but, like the
0: contrarian thinking. I like the contrarian thinking. And I think it's it, it just goes on the philosophy as you said. You're not gonna be able to get everybody, but where can I make my best educated guess at someone who's valuable and has been yeah and I'm sure you know a lot of people are probably fading cup based on the fact they're just playing San Francisco. Um, so it's, I was just curious and I think it makes sense. I
1: wouldn't be surprised if cup got into the end zone once or twice or if they have, big- yeah, because cups, they're dependable guy. He's like yep. their security blanket. I think what, when it comes down to like this game, if they lose, they're out. First of all. Um, so I don't see, uh, Todd McShay, Tom McShay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> McVay. <laughs> I don't see, I don't see McVay, um, not having a game plan for getting cupped the ball. You know, they're going to try to go to their, 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 their guys that got them there, and that's Todd Gurley and that's Cooper Cup And, and Higby's been trending really well since Everett got hurt. Yep.
0: So, I, I, expect, I picked him up in the league as well because I saw that trend. Um, but, yeah, about to have, yeah. I got to run.
1: You don't uh, want to guess the lines real quick or you don't have time?
0: No, I literally got to run. I didn't think it would be, you know, as long as you did because um, I was supposed to go out midday run some errands.
1: We can uh, do the lines. On, let's guess the lines. We'll,
0: we'll five minutes. minutes. Five minutes. No, no, literally, I got to bounce. I got to bounce. Gotta, All right,
1: really All right bro. What's up, man? We out. Cheers. See ya.
0: Machiavellian is Caluminati. All through your body. The blow's like a 12-game shotty. Uh, Feel me. And God said he should send his one begotten son to lead the wild into the ways of the man. Follow me. To my flesh, come with me. Hail Mary, run quick, see what do we have here?